the point where I decided to just drink it all. <laughs> Dude, how did you do that? You did it better than I did. <laughs> hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week, I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul, then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. I'm feeling loose as a goose right now. Loose as a goose, baby. All packed up with pizza and some booze. Ready packed to roll. Packed up with pizza and booze. Welcome to the weekly edition of Thrifty Podcast. I'm here with the best co-host in the world, best in the world, Josh Larkin. Last call here. Toddy, I'm your host. And Josh, I'm confident right now with all the sauce in me. I haven't done a, a sauced episode in a while, but with the sauce in me, I think I'm going to try to do my best ghost impression that we've heard on this show yet. I can't wait to hear the slightly alcohol- alcoholic ghost that you come up with. I'm going to try it out. Let's check out. A roommate, are you home? No. So I'm going to blare this pretty big. But I'm going to take the microphone away from my mouth so I, so I could... I could I could do it. This okay. episode has so much hype. I'm so excited. Yeah, there's for a lot it. coming up, but listen to this ghost first and then we'll tell you the excellent episode we have cuz we're actually drinking poison on this one. But check it out. Here's my ghost. What do you think? Thought it was good. Your eyes really creeped me out during it because <laughs> I know you were focused that... on the audio level as you went back and forth. I was it. focused on the audio level. I'm not trying to trip my levels. <laughs> not trying to. This ain't my first rodeo. I'm it not was, trying to trip it was my level. The stare that had the scare on that one. Yeah, that was that. I'm glad that resonated with you. But welcome to another uh, spooky thrift haul as well. If you've been subscribing and downloading and sharing like you have, you know that all through October. Last year and this year, we do spooky thrift hauls, and we have another spooky haul from this week. To start off the episode, Josh, we're going to uh, start off with an uh, an item that is one of the, the hardest to identify that we have, but it's our favorite. It's our DIY Halloween uh, gimmicks or monsters or ghosts. Yeah. Uh, Sarah the Witch of DIY fame. This is just lovingly referred to as the pink thing. The pink thing. And this thrift find known as the pink thing, um, this is probably about, what, like eight inches tall? The body is about eight, eight inches tall? Yeah. Um, yeah, like seven, eight inches tall is the body, but it is white. 
plastic and it's like a bulb and painted on it is the the mask from scream attached to the bulb with the mask from scream are two appendages we like to call arms that are covered in styrofoam and they're like styrofoam use sticking out the bottom of this scream bulb and then over top of it is a pink silky cut up piece of cloth so yeah, it is like a, a ghost it's uh, a it's, it's a spooky pink ghost with a scream face. Yeah, it's a ghost cape, but like it resembles a slightly fancy sperm. Oh yeah, I never thought of sperm. Yeah, this is like yeah, this is very sperm based. Yeah, I, I would bet it looks like like a he he got frightened as he rounded the corner and covered himself up with his cape. This is the face that I would assume we are going to give when we drink what may be poison today. We don't know if we're going to survive this episode. We have a 13-year-old beverage that we're going to get into. Yeah, so uh, at the end of the show, um, not to hype the show too much, but at the end of the show, at the Goodwill Outlet today, we found a championship Jerome Bettis IC light to see an actual video of it. Go to Thrifty Podcast on Facebook. But this 13-year-old beer, we're going to crack open live on the show, and we're going to split it. How it's going to end up is we're going to flip a coin to see who who drinks first so we could each have a video of each other. But that's going to be at the end of the show. Yeah. The rationale is that if we split the 16 ounces, we're less likely to, to get, die. Yeah. To, or, yeah, to end up severely poisoned. So we're going to split that off. We have Thriftales coming in hot. Uh, a two-parter we have ebay alert but again the first find of the day is the pink ghost and the pink ghost definitely has the face that we're going to have after we drink the beer the beverage on the show but this i think i haven't found a place to hang it yet because it doesn't have a hangy but to show it to the roaches a little bit better it's going to go into the cover art of the episode so Thrifty podcast on Facebook to check it out. But yeah, it's like a styrofoam ghost, scream head, pink cloth. It's out of control, but it's DIY Halloween, and that's what we're about here. Absolutely. And we find all kinds of spooky things. Today, we found some things that were not so spooky, but still had a good resonance with like our inner demons. Yes. And speaking of our inner demons, no, we're not talking about alcohol this time. We are talking about Moss Man. Now, Moss Man, Josh had found today, and Moss Man is actually a He-Man action figure from 1981. And the first thing Josh said when he had found it was what, Josh? I don't exactly remember. It might be might be the whiskey, but I think it was... The I had stink. A, I had a, yeah, with Moss Man, his whole thing is when he was new, he stunk, and... We found this in a, a pile of trash, so I expected him to stink, stink more. more. Yeah, he he it really has lost his essence. Mm-hmm. And you could get Moss Man for anywhere between $12 and $20 on eBay.com, the website. But this is harkening back to the early 80s, 1981. Um, so Moss Man himself is pretty much a green abominable snowman, snowman, but it's covered in like a, an actual te- like a textured grassy effect he's uh, yeah if swamp thing and a werewolf had sex and they made a baby it and it would, grew up it would be moss man yeah and the he-man cartoon 
I didn't as much get into He-Man when I was like a little kid, but in my teenage years, I like went back to it, got into it. It's a little hyper-masculine, but Moss Man is the Swamp Thing of that universe. I never was a huge He-Man. The reason I know who Moss Man is is my brothers are all older than me, so He-Man figures were around when I was born in 84, mm-hmm. so they played with my other figures, but I had no concern for the cartoon He-Man. Yeah, and 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 I have uh, I've saw when checking this figure out that he, uh, not only obviously He Man's still around, but Moss Man has graduated. And Moss Man, not that I've kept up with He Man, but it seems like Moss Man is now more intelligent. So they're billing him as like an intelligent, like piece of trash plan, which is what <laughs> Swamp Thing is. Like this whole thing with Swamp Thing is the fact it's like he's like grotesque and weird. And he's made out of plants and trees and drugs, but he's also kind-hearted. Yeah, he's a kind-hearted scientist, I believe. Yeah, and he actually had uh, coitus with a human girl in, in multiple the times. Yeah, yeah, not just like a one-off, like yeah, consensual, like consensual multiple relationship style with a sex. Human girl. And so Swamp Thing is actually my favorite comic book character. Alan Moore Swamp Thing is actually my favorite run. And the first time that Abby, Arcane, and Swamp Thing, they're involved in relations, before that, they were talking about, like, you know, how are we, how are we going to do this? You're a tree, I'm a human girl, how are we going to do this? And the idea was, like, let's both take drugs and then, like, see how things turn out. So That's the- my answer for every relationship, <laughs> no matter what species they are. Like, that's first date conversation. Let's like, take drugs. What do you want to do after dinner? <laughs> like, let's take drugs and figure it out. Let's take drugs. We'll come on down from the drugs and then go for it. So in the comic book Swamp Thing, they actually, and this is Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, they actually take off a piece of, like, this, this like uh, it's almost like a swamp thing fruit. They take it off of him and they both share it and they both trip and then they like interact in a sexual manner. And then afterwards they were like, dude, that's we're perfect for each other. <laughs> What's I see. I never read swamp thing. What's his penis like? Um, It was never talked about, but they were both scared of him using it. In a way, because she wanted to 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 That's lay dream. with him, she wanted to lay with him. It was agreed that she wanted to lay with him, but they didn't exactly know how it was going to work. So yeah, they took they ripped uh, pieces of Swamp Thing off of him, did drugs, and they're like, we know exactly how this is going to work now. So mm-hmm. off book, they had. They were involved in coitus. No episode of He-Man ever had Moss Man getting down like this. No, no. So this was a Moss Man action figure from 1981 He-Man. And yeah, it doesn't stink. And here's something that I actually found pretty interesting about it. It's in great condition for 1981. And you'd think this Moss would, you know, fall off. He's still fuzzy, yeah. He's still fuzzy. Yep. And so um, it's a great collection, a great piece to add to my action figures um, back here at the lair. The next one up, you actually, I found this, but you had recognized what this is from. Now, this is a, a Frankenstein action figure. It's made by Columbia Pictures out of 1989. Um, this one you could actually get for around the same price as Moss Man. This goes for about it goes for about 12 to 25 dollars but josh what are we looking at here 
It's a Ghostbusters, the animated series. When they did the offshoot with that, they did a huge line of action figures. And you had some of those, you said. I had a shitload of those, yeah. And when I actually recognized Frankenstein, he was behind a car, and I only saw the top half of him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that the Ghostbusters Frankenstein? And you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, yeah, looking at it, um, uh, it was a whole series. I think there were six of them in total that were monsters, and I I had three of them. I didn't have the Frankenstein, but I had a lot of the Ghostbusters. It was one of my favorite cartoons when I was young. You said that you had did you had you had the werewolf? Yeah, I had the werewolf. Uh, there was kind of like a zombie guy, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't like what we think of zombie. He was, was very like the, cartoony like the zombie, Igor, like the Igor type character. Yeah, he of. was like grayish and yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. And you I sp- saw that. Yeah, his brain popped out of his head, and then uh, the werewolf mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the mummy as well, where his limbs fell off when you squeeze his legs. Yeah, you said the the mummy from this series, the head fell off and the arm fell off. Yeah, he had like a little tiny mummified head, but he had a bigger wrapped head. And when he squeezed his legs, his right arm would shoot off, right off, and the head would shoot off. That's and, pretty uh, cool. And the Ghostbusters had like counterparts of these where you would squeeze their legs, and they had like scare reactions. Like Egon's mm-hmm. eyes would pop out of his head, and his glasses would lift up, and different things like so that. So it was like a whole spooky series. Yeah, it was like to really capture the uh, the cartooniness of the cartoon but i had those and ecto one and i was really really into it mm-hmm. and with the and the first thing that i could think of because we've talked about um the incredible crash dummies on the show uh last week or the week before and the incredible crash dummies were also well this is from the 80s but a toy from the 90s that you would press its its like chest its stomach and its limbs would pop off all over the place so you had limbs popping off with those you had mummy a mummy with its limbs popping off, I would have a hard time not losing the pop-off bits. Did you have a successful time not losing the pop-off bits? For most of that, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I remember the Proton Packs, though, had a little plastic bit that was like colored spaghetti that was curled, uh-huh. and it would go into the end, and it would spin around, and that would I would always lose yeah. those because we had multiple animals, and they would eat things and you know things go missing and like the cracks of hardwood floors and shit like that so mm-hmm. yeah a lot of those bits disappeared and uh you know especially with a lot of the action figures they had uh like Mossman, we were talking about yeah. had a scepter uh, oh yeah i forgot to mention that that yeah. Mossman character did have a scepter but you know unfortunately i did not find the scepter today at the outlet yeah and those parts go missing or they get broken uh, like the old karate fighters we talked about, mm-hmm. the swords were broken and, you know, a nunchuck was missing here and there. And, mm-hmm. you know, those little bits, they hang around for a time. But if you're actively playing with them as a kid, you're fucked as an adult because those bits are long gone. Pretty, pretty much with that, too. Um, so, yeah, this was uh, Frankenstein from that series. You know, Wolfman, Mummy, Zombie. There was a Dracula um, on uh, we saw some on card. Uh, Josh had bro- uh, brought them up that on the original cardboard that they actually went for a pretty penny the whole series on card. Yeah, you so that's can, pretty cool. It's not the eBay alert this week, but if no. you want the whole series of all six monsters, uh, it's uh, two hundred bucks on eBay. Like, Type it in. Five dollar shipping. Yeah, because we wanted to see the series and what they were going for. Yeah, see, Frankenstein himself goes for uh, like thirty and up. Yep. So for you rich folks, uh, yeah, type that in. It's not the eBay alert, 
but it is just that it is a eBay alert, but it's not the eBay eBay alert for it's the an episode. It's an eBay notification. Yeah, because that's like two hundred dollars, and that's why it's not an alert because no, that's a not, lot of fucking money. It's not a deal. You break it down by six characters. Yeah, but like, I mean, do I want you to buy it? Uh huh, definitely. But is it a, a quite the alert? No. <laughs> we'll send you some stuff for a five star review if you want to send us some stuff. If you got the money to buy. Two hundred dollars worth five of five star review. We actually this week, and I, I actually plan on reading some of the five star reviews on air next week because for whatever reason my app doesn't load the reviews we've been getting. So Josh has been letting me in on the reviews of the episode. We got a, a straight up a one star review for cursing, brother. <laughs> a one star cursing review. I have a good feeling of who's responsible for that, but. This person's name was Fun1894, and, like, if that's the best fucking thing you can come up with on iTunes, and you don't notice that our show has a giant red E on it. It does. Every episode, I tag explicit. Everyone. It's explicit for a reason. It's not the fucking Brothers podcast or Serial where we're just quaint and polite about things. It's just us uh, tonight drinking whiskey and poison. Yeah, we're going to drink poison on the show. Yeah. It's explicit. It's to relate a to people. A one-star review said, too much, I tried, but too much cursing. In 2018. Too much cursing. You have a fucking problem with the language on a podcast when the world is in the state that it's in. And I told you, the only thing that was fun in 1894 is the French Revolution and killing the president bombing shit we love that piece it's nothing let's talk about that piece sometimes <laughs> nothing that, good the french revolution we'll get there we'll find something eventually we that'll could, segue into could, it yeah we could shoehorn in the re- french revolution as long as we find something like from france i guess like i'll just i'll shoot we'll, we'll, that we'll in. Just bring like it we in did with the jfk episodes i was like <laughs> i want to talk about jfk conspiracies <laughs> gotta find a jfk it got you socks out of the deal it got me socks out of the deal but alongside that, with our thrift haul today at the, the Goodwill outlet, um, the first thing that we had found when we went to the Goodwill outlet, and for those unfamiliar with the Goodwill outlet, it's a thrift store, but not only is it a thrift store, but um, items are wheeled out in giant blue bins. And when they're wheeled out, you pick through them, and everything is by weight. They charge you by weight. And that's how you check out, you know, so it's often cheap. Well, the new, a new bin was rolled out just as I got there. I arrived just as people were picking through it. And unfortunately, about 50% of the collection was in there, went to other folks. But Josh and I kind of uh, stumbled upon it. We were digging, digging, digging. But we found, I'm just going to touch base on it real quick because it's not exactly spooky. But we got a bunch of different wrestlers different wrestlers we have mankind we have sting um we have the british bulldog we have stone cold steve austin with the uh the the white star on his yeah the texas star boots and they're all different eras it's the ljn wcws Mm -hmm. um it's the bone crunching uh wwe wwf at that time it's the bendums and also a stash of adorable little WWF bears. Yeah. Uh, along with that, we had WWF 
Beanie Babies, and maybe because a couple episodes ago we gave a shout out to Tabby's Universe with that thrift tale. The, the haunted Beanie Baby. Yeah, the haunted Beanie Boo, so maybe that was the thrift gods shining down on us. But along with that Attitude Era, uh, we have Mankind, we have The Godfather, we have Sable, we have The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Beanie Baby form so they're all different color bears they all still have the tags nobody takes their tags off a beanie baby they still have the tags pissing on the cross and it (laughs) and (laughs) sure (laughs) and then alongside that if you want to talk about disgusting um uh, on an early episode of the show we talked about the ljn um WCW figures, the mock LJN. Yeah, that was the way, way back for the... And the only one I didn't have of those was Hogan, and I never desired Hogan because we know what we do. We know what Hogan is now. Well, we actually... I did today find Hulk Hogan figure. So I completed a whole collection, but your boy Hogan is covered in, like, tar or some kind of brown poop. You're going to have to, like, scrub brush him or just set him in vinegar or something to get whatever it is. It's an unidentifiable black substance. It's not pen. It looks like it leaked on him. but It's like a dark brown. I try to, if you take a, because I bite my nails, but I picked one of the nails that are isn't quite bitten i know yeah you get a sharp bit when they grow back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's sharp i bite them too uh, that sharp bit i was kind of getting at it and it it did kind of like it it did kind of loosen it up but it's gross whatever it is but it's a complete collection so i don't know what i'm going to do with that hogan um worst case scenario i'm going to leave him covered in like poop tar and then just that's him that's the best existence he can he, really hope for at this point in time. He, he is, if that was, say, like a, a Sting or anybody like that, or like a Vader, I'd be like, oh, he's covered in, like, poop tar. That's Hogan, you're just like, yeah, he walks he into the locker room and he's like, I'm sorry, guys. And they're like, cover yourself in poop tar. <laughs> How sorry are you? <laughs> Walk out there in poop tar. Yeah, get it. Cover your just a poop tar in your head, which is what happened to this figure. Yeah, which was what happened to this figure, and we have that. And also along with that, um, last week on the show we found some abominations. We found Stone Cold Steve Austin with uh, Legion of Doom animal as the body, and animal with Steve Austin's body. We found Legion of Doom animals uh, ring attire, which is the spiky shoulder pads. Yeah, his rubber shoulder pads, but I think those might be for... I don't know if they're going to fit over that animal. We're going to test that out later. But there was other figures that we missed out on as a part of the lot. There's Headbanger, Martian, Thrasher, Bret Hart. We missed out on in Kevin Nash. All right, two out of the four. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, but that was uh, that was the haul. The uh, the Beanie Babies, the weird pink ghost. Um, a lot of fun today. A lot of fun today. We even had the sun coming in the outlet because we're there right at sundown, so it was burning the fuck out of our eyes. It's one of those days where, yeah, it's like 50 degrees outside, but when the sun comes through that window, it's Kenny Rogers' roaster, and you just start to sweat while it's blinding you. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't a bad day. I paid it forward. I, I gave somebody else a shoe that I found. I found really nice, almost brand new, bright purple Adidas. Somebody found one shoe. I found the other. It was Deb. It was Deb, and I gave Deb, also known as Sue. I gave Deb the the purple shoe because I was paying it forward. And then she's like, "If I find something that you want on the way out, 
So I put her over this week, so I'm hoping that she sticks with it. I don't think that she will because she's a devil. See, that's the thing is that Thrift Tales this week is a two-parter, and this this connection with Deb is a two-parter. It's a two-parter. You built half the bridge, and yeah. I recommended, and it was miscommunicated because what I really meant was you should ask her for her shoe. Oh, really? Because I asked for advice. I picked up this shoe. Well, I've had this shoe for a while, and then she's the loudest one in that room all the time. So she's like, anybody find this? Yeah. Anybody find And I noticed the shoe that she had in her hand was the purple shoe. And knowingly, I had the other purple shoe in my cart. So I was like, I need to ask you for advice, brother. Like, should and, I give her the shoe? And exactly what I said verbatim to you was, well, last week you had really good luck when you asked people for things. Yeah. Because last week you just went around, and you were just like, can, can I, I have, have that? that? Can I have that? Like... Well, you didn't do that, but you said, like, oh, nice, uh, like cool DVD or whatever. And yeah. they were like, oh, you can have that. Yeah. And so with when I said that, I meant, like, you had good luck last week. Your good luck will probably continue if you just ask her for it. Mm-hmm. But you were just like, forget it. And I, when you walked away, you were like, yeah, I think I'll just give it to her. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's not bad because yeah. those were nice shoes. But it's going to get cold, and those are not snowshoes. No, and also, I understood what I was up against, because if I had asked her for that shoe, she would have rather burned it than give it to me. She's not above the law. No, she would have rather burned it or threw it away before she gave it to me. And that's an important point. She told a story where somebody, uh, she had asked somebody for something, and she offered them money. It was another shoe, that they had the other shoe and she said, oh, I'll give you a couple bucks for so it. So I could have a complete pair because I yeah, the other yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, like we— She had found it in the bin. Yeah, if you have a split pair of shoes, you got to compromise, you know. Otherwise, it's Lord of the Flies, and you have yeah. to fucking kill each other for it. Yeah. And so she offered her money, and she said, no, I, w- I want both of them. And so Deb bought the shoe. The one shoe. The one shoe that did not match. So the other lady wouldn't have it. And then cut it up in front of her in the store. She cut the fucking shoe up in front of her. Rather and than giving it to her, she bought it to cut it up. She told this story like people tell stories of their kids getting 1600s on the SATs. Yeah. Like my kid uh, my kid got their driver's license finally after the third time. Four touchdowns in a single game. Like she proudest moment the, of my life. Proudest moment of her life was cutting up a shoe in front of another person who had the other shoe. So I think you were in the right this time to give her a shoe, offer her an olive branch for future, and she so knows wrestlers are worth money. The other, I didn't ask her for the other shoe. I just merely gave her the shoe that I had so she had a pair. And I just put her over. You were the you, the bigger roach today. So I was the bigger roach. So hopefully in future weeks that we're both there, she finds something and I go like, that's the one motherfucker. That's Give the thing me is, that motherfucker. Yeah, if you cash in your favor, but it's so far above where the level of favor is. Let's hope. You gave her a shoe. So if she finds like a gold bar, you can be like, hey. You remember I gave you that shoe last week. Well, she's just going to throw those shoes on eBay.com, the website, or, or, or you know, at one of her flea marts or yard yeah, sales. Yeah, you or would something. wear those shoes. I would actually wear Deb those. Deb is turning them. She's flipping that shit. Yeah. And speaking of eBay.com, the website, we're going to jump into our next segment here with eBay Alert. eBay Alert. So for 
for new fans of the show, eBay Alert, I check out the trends on eBay.com, the website, what's rising in popularity, why it's rising in popularity, and why people are buying it. Um, so with this spooky season, the trending elements, as you could assume, are Halloween-related. This week, with eBay Alert, the trending item that people are buying a lot um, more so this week than any other week so far that we've done the segment, fake blood. Fake blood. What size fake blood is the most popular? I'm glad you asked that because I have the answer. I knew you would, and I don't rehearse this at all. <laughs> I, kn- I, I knew I'd ask that. So, um... So I have found um, – we've talked about on past episodes that, like, companies who sell the same things are often in each other's throats, you know, garnering, you know, different uh, different way to market their brand, different way to do what, what they're doing. I have found four different companies and four different types of fake blood and four different ways that they market it. So with these top-selling fake blood companies, company number one, Kangaroo, company number two, Looking Spooky, company number three, and forgive me if you know how to pronounce this, but it's M-E-H-O-R-N, so Maron, Mayron, and then the last one is called Forum Novelties. So Kangaroo, Looking Spooky, Maron, and Foreign Novelties are the four biggest uh, creatures in this this pit of violence that is so fake blood. Kangaroo is number one. Um. Well, there's no four and there's no one, but it's one of them. See, I just of all like the names that you spit out there, kangaroo fake blood. Kangaroo. Yeah, we'll start there. So, I could, you could make an argument that kangaroo has been the most successful at it. So maybe it is the true number one. But they have 16 ounces of vampire blood, and they market it as a prop party or prank blood. So it's kind of thin. It's not the most realistic blood, but it's it's more so for, for pranks and props, stuff like that. That's, but, their, that's their thing. Yeah, just vampire blood by the court. Yeah. Um, and they actually sold so far a hundred as, as well, I don't know, this episode will go up Sunday as of Thursday evening, East coast, they have sold 160 bottles, 16 ounce bottles of kangaroo vampire blood for $12 and 47 cents. I don't know why 1247 is it, but it is. That's a really odd price for anything, let alone blood. Yeah, I don't know how they figured that out. Um, the next one, uh, this is actually sold in a, a, a smaller quantity. This is Looking Spooky, and they sell one ounce liquid gel squeeze. So it's more meaty. It sounds edible almost. Yes, it sounds edible. But it's not. But it's more meaty. It's a more meaty style gel blood. It's the less, yeah, the other stuff is like, you know, Water. blood blood. Yeah, the, yeah, this is like, you know, toothpaste. Yes. And they have sold 63 one-ounce liquid gel bottles for four forty-five each. Oh. So they have found a demographic there. So for one ounce, it's a lot more expensive than kangaroo. But it's a different type. Yeah, twelve forty seven, while a stupid price, is a much better deal. Yeah, 
Um, going over to uh, forum novelties. That's what we'll go the the fourth one next, but this is the third on the the one I'm mentioning. Forum novelties markets their blood as theatrical blood. So this is actually looking at it. It's the reddest blood of the four. It picks up the light well. Yes. So if you're in a stage performance per se, um, yeah, it's more watery, but it's bright red, carry style blood. So you could actually see it if you use it in in theater, any type of performance. Visually, yeah. If I want to impress somebody, this is the blood that I go with just by name. This is the blood. And um, it actually is sold by the gallon. And the that's gallon. That's, that's theatrical blood. That's how you fucking impress somebody is a gallon of blood. Oh, you got the one ounce? Boo. Here's my gallon. Boo. Yeah. Not only that, theatrical. So only 30 units of this have sold so far, but the price is forty one ninety nine. So they're still doing fine. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be all right. I mean, but still, if you do the math on that, it's still a better deal than the court. Mm-hmm. So yeah, forum blood. It's the reddest, theatrical. You could probably pull that off if you're doing some kind of performance. Now, Maron or Mayron, how you ever want to say it, they actually sell those in sixteen ounce bottles as well. They market it as TV movie special effects. So this is actually. Um, the, even the packaging in the bottle, it doesn't look – now, it looks dark. It looks spooky, but it doesn't look gimmicky. It's actually scary looking. It's the most – of the ones we've discussed, probably the most realistic, like, yes. law and order level blood. Exactly. And they even have two different types of blood. They have a lighter blood. And they have a darker blood. So for like fresh versus like age. You got it. Yep. You got it. I I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So there's different types of bloods. And this is the most professional blood used in TV, stuff like that. And the bottle looks like a very pretty shampoo bottle. It's not though. It's blood. It's like Dr. Bruner's blood. Basically. But a 16-ounce bottle, light or dark, run. <laughs> Light or dark runs twenty one eighty five. So if you want like some hardcore real blood, it's twenty one eighty five sixteen ounces. If you want some fake ass blood, you know you could use the other three. And I think yeah, I mean for most of our Halloweening needs, mm-hmm. we can get by on the cheap level. But if you yeah. want to do some spooky filming, then you want to step up maybe theatrical. If you really want to increase it though. You've got the full, like, Hollywood-grade blood. But these that's the four companies that are the, the four big dogs of Halloween 2018, and you could check those out on eBay.com, the website. Type those in, fake blood, and buy some. Send us some pictures of your fake blood. Well, we're going to hit commercials, but when we come back, we're going to jump into thrift tales, and this thrift tale that I have this week is actually going to be a two-parter. The story is probably the wildest thrift tale you've heard so far and i know i said this last week but this one's pretty weird and the second part that's coming up next week is just next level wild but we're gonna hear a thrift tale and also we're gonna drink that 13 year old beer that we found at the goodwill outlet and hopes it's not poison so we'll see you in a bit roaches peace out for now
We asked Alan Moore to give us his ideas about horror. We're going to try and actually focus upon the reality of American horror and see if we've got some good material there to turn horror comics out of. You know, that, that's the plans. You seem to be focusing on some world horror too. Aren't you going to deal with nuclear yeah. war? Yeah. Well, I tend to think that uh, the horror that existed in the 40s with the universal films, uh, it's played out. It's a different audience now. I mean, what frightens people these days is not the idea of a werewolf jumping out at them. Uh, it's the, the idea of a nuclear war or any of the sort of the things that we have coursing through our society at the moment you know and i think that to really frighten people you have to somehow ground the horror in their own experience things that they're frightened of i mean in a recent swamp thing i managed to touch upon uh, bug fear you know because everybody's frightened of bugs you know it doesn't matter how big and tough they are you know you get a big enough spider and so everybody backs away from it so um I suppose it's a bit cynical and manipulating, but I do like to try and put my finger upon the exact nerve, if possible, of what really scares people. It's sort of, it's sadism, and I'm getting paid for it, you know. There's something strange in the neighborhood. Ghostbusters! Okay, where are those ghosts? Yow! They're everywhere. I'll reel this one into extra one. Bankman, over here, it's Bug Eye. He's got his eye on you, Winston. Uh-oh, somebody needs a dentist. Watch it, that's Squisher. I've been gooped. Gross. Let's turn these ghosts to ghosts. Neutralize them. Ghostbusters eat sold separately from Kenner. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yuck. Before we get into the extra spooky stuff, we have a spooky tale for you. We're going to jump into Thrift Tales. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, thrift, thrift tales. Now, for new fans of the show, Thrift Tales, we take stories, secondhand stories from all over the world and bring them to you. Um, some illustrious finds. Uh, sometimes people find stuff. It's worth a lot of money. They didn't know. Some stuff. Sometimes stuff is haunted. But this is Thrift Tales from all over the world. This week's Thrift Tale is actually a Thrift Saga. Part 2 will be next week because there's two definite chapters of this tale. But it's creepy as fuck, that's for sure. It's so creepy, Josh, that I can't even tell you where it's from. It's not known. It's just an anonymous location. It it's, could be anywhere. It could be next door to you right now. It could now. be. But uh, this actually one, the, this thrift tale was shared by the Dark Somnium on YouTube. The Dark Somnium has a lot of different spooky tales and stuff like this. And this one involves something they lived uh, when they lived or when they worked at a thrift store. So uh, I'm going to call it Dark Somnium. I'm going to call him DS just for short. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a long story. Every abbreviation counts. Yeah. So DS got a job working at a thrift store part-time. Uh, he was the only other employee uh, aside from the owner, and the owner was an old man named Dan. So it was just Dan and DS, and they worked at this thrift store. That was the only employees, um, only paid employees. Um, Dan said he actually uh, built the thrift store. So DS's boss, Dan, built that thrift store and worked in that thrift store. 
And again, he was Dan was very old. The place itself was in the middle of the woods, surrounded by trees. It had regulars, but as far as foot traffic, there wasn't much foot traffic in the middle of the woods. Dan's already picked a very creepy beginning for this story, locating a thrift store in the middle of the woods. Yes. So he built it brick by brick, Dan, and then hired DS to work there with him. And Dan was old as fuck at this time. Um, the store had what DS would say a down on the creep, down on the creek type vibe, which we come across thrift stores with down on the creek type vibes as well. So it's just in the middle of nowhere, bunch of trees. From the t- from time to time, things at the thrift store says DS would break, and he would have to put them back together. But he didn't think much of it, so he would come into work. Um, sometimes like there'd be like glass items that like, you know, an arm or a head would break off. He'd glue them back on. Your boss is old as fuck. He's stumbling around. Yeah. yeah it's could be anything. And yeah, so he would kind of quickly fix the stuff. Didn't really think, uh, much of it. In fact, he worked there so long that he said it actually began to, to feel like home to him when he would go in the door, like the creepiness of the whole thing um it started i don't want to say that it started to kind of like evaporate because it was still this university lived in but he started to get used to it thrift store in the middle of the woods no foot traffic my boss is a creepy old man but he's an adult white male so he has issues with his own father so he identifies with the new guy right exactly could have been that um dan would work noon until close so there was two shifts there was the morning shift which uh, was Dan's shift, and he'd work till noon, and DS would come in from noon to close whenever close would be. So, in fact, he would only really really come across Dan when they would be switching shifts, like so when he would pick up from him. Like the old high five. You just walk in, hey, Dan, how's it going? Have a good night. Enjoy Wheel of Fortune. Exactly, and they had each other's phone numbers, stuff like that, so they were kind of in the know of that, but they didn't really work together. They just worked in the same place, and so that's why when he would find items and stuff broken, he'd be the only one there, so it wouldn't be like, well, I'll leave this for somebody. Like, I'm the only one here. i got to fix this. Yeah, his shaky-ass hands aren't putting anything back together. Exactly, and one night, um, DS said that he actually felt what he would call a heightened awareness a heightened awareness he said that he didn't experience anything crazy at the store itself but something was definitely off he was feeling weird about the store and when he left the store he felt like something was in it not not that anything crazy happened but he felt like something was in it so he quickly left the store that day and went home in fact when he got home he felt a little like Uh, His body felt sore. He felt a little sick. Wasn't really sure. So he actually popped some pain pills and went to bed. Tossing and turning in the night, DS began dreaming. The dream, he said, was very visceral. I saw swarms of vibrant colors and shapes. Suddenly, in the dream, DS was back in front of the thrift store, and it was dark out. He noticed his ears were very cold and almost numb in the dream. And then, Josh, then he noticed it. 
there was a dark, colossal presence looming over the thrift store, standing behind the thrift store. It was the size of a three or four story, uh, excuse me, 30 or 40 story building. So it was this colossal beast in the dream that he saw. Just a big King Kong hanging out over the thrift store. Something, yeah. Not knowing what to say, he trembled and just said, Hello? Without warning, the beast began to flap its giant wings. Oh, so not King Kong at all. Well, he didn't know exactly what he was right, looking at. It was just a beast. It's just a, some shape. And if you're, exactly. yeah, if you're in some weird fucked up dream where things are warping, you know, at the drop of a hat, anything can be done. So else. it was a giant beast with wings, and it was flapping and flapping. And the gust, uh, so extraordinary, it actually knocked him over on his scared bum. And the beast went over to DS and was flapping so hard that the air, like, pinned him to the ground. The wind pinned him to the ground, and the last thing he could remember is submitting himself to the beast. So he was trying to get away in the dream, trying to get away, trying to scurry, but the wind pushed him down, and he remembers in the dream just going like, all right, come get me. Okay, I thought you meant, like, submitting in a sexual sense. like Not yet. In a death sense, kind of, like... Yeah, Kill me. Go ahead. It. Just do it. Whatever. End it now. Yes. The next thing he remembers after submitting himself to the beast is waking up in the morning. So he woke up. He noticed his ears were still as cold as they were in the dream. Just then, Diaz is in his bed. The phone rings. It's Dan from work. All flustered, he answers the phone, and he said, Dan seems kind of out of it. Then he asked DS if he could cover the morning shift as well to be there all day. Not knowing what to do, DS hears Dan very flustered and just says, yes, I can do that. And the phone goes immediately dead. See, it's clearly the spooky ghost Dan where... You've seen the movies where the ghost will manipulate the voice, you know, like, you know, uh, Ghostbusters, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Famous example where Sigourney Weaver gets possessed and, you know, like a little voice manipulation. Demons are very, very crafty. So that was part one of the part two. We'll hear part two next week. But so far we have Dark Somnium. Uh, feels something weird in a thrift store in the middle of the woods. Has a weird dream about a giant beast with wings flapping. Stuff breaking in the store. A weird old man and his boss. And as we find out from DS going into the part one break, Dan calls off work. So DS has to work the entire day at the thrift store. And what part two of this is going to be is guarantee the the weirdest DS is, as we leave this uh, for next week, DS is getting ready to walk back into whatever caused that hellacious nightmare. That's correct. He's getting ready to willingly step back in there and spend the entire day with it. Yes. From early morning to late at night. 
and we're going to find out what happens. And I guarantee you won't predict this ending. I will predict an ending for Josh and I. We are about to drink poison beer. Poison beer. And I've I've grown shaky about this idea, but I will keep it. Again, today at the Goodwill Outlet, while we were thrifting, we found a can of Icy Light with Jerome Bettis on it. It's champion Jerome Bettis. We had found out that it's 13 years old. We found this in a pile of motor oil, oil and <laughs> automotive magazines. And that's where a lot of the suspicion comes from is just in the condition <sighs> we found it. it. It has been sitting on a shelf. It has oil stains on the can. We haven't cooled it down since we bought it either. It's in the exact same state that we found it, at just as warm as it was then. Now, I've kept myself ignorant of what happens when you drink 13-year-old beer. We haven't put this on WebMD or looked Anything into like that. our health considerations but at all. But I do believe, I my hypothesis is that it's fine, nothing happens, or it's the worst. See, I think we're going to be all right to drink it, and I think later we're going to shit our guts out. Okay. I think it's going to be like a, a time bomb. Yeah, text me if the tummy gets upset. I'll text you if my tummy gets upset. We'll keep it. I mean, we ate Little Caesars, so there's no telling oh, what well, really that's going to be a mess. All right. Uh, do you want to open it? Do you want me to open it? Um, I oh, guess I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll open it. it and, you found it. Yeah, well, uh, if you want to you wanna flip first. That was density. Just Go ahead on and that pour opening. it in two glasses, an even amount. Go ahead and pour it out. Yeah, we've decided to split this just for the sake of our own health. I mean, it looks like icy light pouring it out. Yeah. It, and it still has carbonation of some sort. Oh, it looks like piss. It, lo- I mean, it definitely looks like piss. It's it's a little thicker on the bottom, but not by much. I mean, ooh, dude, I don't know. This is a weird looking color. It is no longer see-through. Yeah, it's and matte. We decided to pour this out of the oh. can just for safety's sake, so we could make sure we knew what was in it. But I mean, yeah. So there's well, nothing else in the can. Nothing's rattling. No, there's no. I'm trying to look for a coin. Do you have a coin? Because uh, we're gonna flip to see. Yeah, who, okay. Go. All right. So, um, do you want uh, heads? Heads, you drink first. Tails. I drink first. I will call tails. Okay, you want tails? Yeah. So tails. Tails, you drink first. Okay, tails, I drink first. Heads, heads you drink. I'll drink first. It's heads, brother. That's you. That's All you. Right. Hold on. So before, okay, so you're gonna be the one with the weirder stomach. Um, yeah, and that's. I mean, our. I think our listeners know the dead bird is on a jar, far enough away yeah. where I can't see it well enough to throw. So up. Josh is gonna go first. Cool. Drinking. Josh is going to go first with drinking the 13-year-old beer whenever you're ready, brother. Do we just go all at once or are we going back and forth on this? Um, how, how much you can get down and then how much I get down. It still smells like beer, so uh-huh. all right. Go ahead. <gasps> oh, my God, you drank it all. I didn't want to go back to it once I started. Oh my god, you drank all of it. You I mean, drank all of it. <laughs> it tastes like beer. Yeah. I mean, that's the good thing. Yeah. I mean, okay, so it wasn't bad. You can tell it's old, but it's it's not like okay, now it's worse than it was, but yeah. 
Leading up to this wasn't that bad. You drank the whole... So you drank a whole half can. So now I have to drink a whole half can. It looks like you gave me more than a half can in here. No, we were 50-50. Really? And I'm going to drink... Okay. the the newspaper, like the header line. So I'm going to try this old beer we found at Goodwill. Um, Just tell me when you're ready because he's shooting a video. Oh, wait. Hang on. Let me turn that light off. That's going to... That's going to fuck up your eyes while you drink this, trust yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, my. I can't believe you chugged that like that. I joined a fraternity. Uh-huh. I needed friends. All right. All so, right. Here we go, Toddy. So I'm going to be drinking this 13-year-old beer that we found at the Goodwill outlet, Icy Light. This is eight ounces of just pure enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the part that gets you is that once it hits the back of your tongue, that was the point, the point where I decided to just drink it all. <laughs> Dude, how did you do that? You did it better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is way better than okay. I was. All right, I'm done. That's good. See, I think, yeah, that worked well. I mean, that was worth the what oh, the $1.50 okay. that was paid for. I mean, I guess that wasn't too bad, but there's like a certain thickness <laughs> to it. Yeah, it's like... It's still hanging there. It has a texture like as it rolls through. It's it be- still hanging there. It becomes more than liquid. And that's where I think the whiskey comes in handy because yeah. It still feels like it's on my tongue like mm-hmm. I feel like I laid I'm going to chase carp- it with the whiskey, yeah. I feel like I laid carpet in my mouth like it's just like <laughs> <laughs> there's a level of padding between my tongue and everything uh, else. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm uncomfortable with. And- so just like <laughs> it's getting that, him now. that was it that was yeah the the hair in the garment starts to come yeah up. um so just yeah give me a tummy update later give oh. me like a, a midnight tummy update a little it's later worse on. the longer it hangs out it's really like i can feel it on my cheeks I now feel like, i feel spreading. like a little i feel like a little dizzy it's like a, a fucking Yinzer symbiote is crawling through my mouth. Yeah, dude. But, well, it wasn't quite oh. poison, but this is the episode we said we drink poison in there. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm telling you. It's, like, worse now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it grows. Oh. I really hope we can get to the second part of the thrifty tale because yeah. we might not make it to Sunday. Yeah, we might this not make it This episode might week. not ever see the air. Yeah, folks. Um uh, we're going to try to stomach this beer, but I want to give a quick shout out before we end the episode to Swamp Walk, Swamp Walk, swampwalking.bandcamp.com. Anna from Swamp Walk has a new video called Gargoyles. Check out Swamp Walk on Facebook. They're the theme for October's show. Yeah, give me a hit of this Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for giving the five-star reviews. Um, I'm going to read some next week. Uh, a big shout-out to Dominic from the Untrained Eye podcast, who ve- wrote a very nice uh, five-star review, so we'll be reading that next week. Yeah, we didn't drink a 13-year-old beer for that fucking yeah. dickwad to give us a one-star. Yeah, too much swearing. But thank you, Dominic, for the five-star um, coming up, we have a couple of cool things in the works. First, we're going to get through October, and then I'll be announcing some cooler stuff. We have a Karate Fighters tournament, maybe some other things on the horizon. Find us on Facebook.com, the website. Give us a like. Subscribe on iTunes. Continuously give those five-star reviews so we could get some sponsors. ZocDoc's still waiting to hear from you. Fuck them. Yeah, I guess so. Fuck them. Um, but a hell of a haul this week. Um, we're going to catch you next week uh, with some more spookiness. Part two of Thrift Tales. Hopefully we make it by then. And if we don't, I guess it means we just got roached.